0: The glorious moment that will cancel all pain and suffering when we see the Lord. Ah, what a day that will be when my Jesus, I will see, I will look upon his face and see the wondrous of his grace. Thank God that day is coming. And thank you for being with me this wonderful day. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you're about to do and show us to you. Belongs all the glory and the praise, and God's people said, Amen, Amen, and thank you for being my family. I really mean that. Thank you. I'm talking to you. Thank you for being my wonderful family in Jesus. Romans chapter 8, verse 18 says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not even worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Oh, I want you to think about these am- amazing words. Paul the Apostle wrote this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit when he said, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time, and I know you're going through it. I know that's just life, okay? But the sufferings of this present time are not even worthy, not even worthy to be compared to With the glory that will be revealed in you and in me. Now, you know, you think about Paul who experienced such sufferings. Let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians for a minute. Let me show you the kind of sufferings that he experienced. And yet he would write these amazing words to us. Not even worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in you and me. But think about what he went through, dear Paul, what he went through. He said, I speak as concerning, I'm, I'm reading 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-one. 21. I speak as concerning reproach, as though we had been weak. Howbeit, whereinsoever any is bold, I speak foolishly, I am bold also. He was defending his, uh, his place as an apostle because they were questioning it. And so he says, are they Hebrews, those who are attacking me? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, he says. I'm more, in labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths often. Now here he shares with you and me the troubles he had. He said, of the Jews five times received I forty, Stripes. Think about being whipped four, five times here by by his own people. Of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes, saved one. Three times or thrice here was I beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. They threw rocks at him. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I've been in the deep, in the ocean. In journeyings, often in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watching often in hunger and thirst, in fasting often, cold and nakedness. So here's a man who experienced a lot of suffering, yet he would say in Romans 8, 18, that these are light afflictions. Light afflictions, that's all. <laughs> that even what he went through, he called light afflictions. I remember Rex Humboldt often had complaints. oh, Rex, you know, I'm, I'm under attack. He'd say, show me your hands, Benny, show me your hands. I see no nail prints. What are you complaining about? Good advice, huh? I'm talking to somebody right now that needs this. I'm talking to someone who needs this. You've been going through a lot of trouble. Listen, they are called light afflictions. In comparison with the glory we're going to have, light afflictions. All right, let's read that one more time for you that are really going through it. Romans eight eighteen will give you a lot of comfort. I reckon that the sufferings of this present time, that are only for now, not forever, are not worthy, worthy to be compared with the glory which will be revealed in us. So, this was written by a man, Paul the Apostle, who had settled a conviction in his heart. He had a settled conviction, a settled faith. So he did not walk on a path covered with carpets, you know, and surrounded by roses. He walked in such trials, hated by his own people, beaten so bad and so badly bruised and beaten, he was black and blue. He was deprived of the comforts of life that we have today, and they even had them. Often went, went hungry.
1: For days. Yet was rejoicing.
0: And here he is so cheerful to talk about the day when all this will be gone, that the sufferings of this present time are not even worthy, not even worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in you. Listen, revealed in you. In Philippians 4 4, he writes, Rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. You know, I went to the the prison that he was in in Rome years ago. I've been there more than once, by the way. And I'm always amazed by reading this because I remember when I stood there, and here you see this pillar, and you see where they chained him. And in that dark, cold prison that's there in Rome still, you can go and visit it. He wrote Philippians, well, the whole book. But think about these words. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. We used to sing that back in the catacombs, back in the 70s. I went to a church. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, 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 again I say rejoice, 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 again I say... And you know, I'm thinking now, Paul wrote those words in a prison. In a prison. Wow, wow, wow. So now he's giving us this cheerful advice in Romans 8.18. These light afflictions, don't even think about them. They're not even worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in you and me. Never. Why? Because he understood something powerful. And I want you to understand the same. Troubles don't last. Your afflictions, your sufferings will not last. He knew that. He said, These light afflictions. These light afflictions just are for now, not for tomorrow. No, 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 no. These are just for the present. Not for the present. Number two, they are brief. They don't last. They're very brief. They're very, very, very short. They're limited only to this present life. Now, let me say something here. Think about the unbelievers. Think about that they are having a good time now. But forever they'll be tormented in a, in a lake of fire. So which would you rather have? The light afflictions of today with persecution and all no that goes with it in the Christian life? Or would you rather be with the unbelievers forever tormented? I've made my choice. And I know you've made yours. But sometimes we forget, we forget that our persecution And dear Lord, I've had my share. Our attacks, they attack you. They speak against you. They paint you like you're the devil himself. I've been there. I've been there. To this day, people still still attack me. But I have been in this so long, it doesn't bother me now. Just like Paul, it didn't bother him. There are light afflictions that are about to go away brief limited to this present time and think about unbelievers think about what they will go through one day their torment will be forever so our troubles our sufferings are like a shadow that comes and goes that's all they are think about what i'm telling you please somebody really needs this today your troubles are just but a shadow just a shadow it'll be it'll be it'll be gone soon i'm talking to someone who needs to hear this message today. Please hear me. Please listen to me. Listen to what I'm telling you from the scriptures, not me. This is from the Bible. So, we're about to pass from this valley of tears. It's almost over. Saints, it's almost over. This valley of tears will not last. We're about to pass from this valley of tears into that glorious country called heaven. Ah, no more tears over there. No more sufferings, no
1: more sorrow. No more pain.
0: That's the promise of God. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. So all these troubles, it's okay. They'll pass, they'll pass. Sometimes we think that they won't, but yes, they do. So let's, let's, uh, let's look at what Paul saw. Let's, let's go back, please, one more time, one more time, Romans 8. Hallelujah. Verse 18, for I reckon... That the sufferings of this present time, meaning they're only for now, they're only limited to now, are not worthy to be compared with what? The glory. He saw the glory of God. Now this is something very important. You know, the Bible says in Psalms 16, 11, that in the presence of the Lord is joy forevermore and pleasures forevermore. So Paul saw what David saw in the Psalms. And I want to remind you, your future is brighter than you can ever imagine. Your eternity is more glorious than you can ever, ever even believe for. Thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. That's what Jesus saw. On the cross, it says, for the glory that was set before him. He endured the cross. He saw the glory. And that's what Paul saw. And this is what you and I need to see from now on. See what's coming. Not what's going on now. This is only for now. See what's coming your way. As a saint of God, as a child of God, your troubles are not even worthy to be compared with the glory coming. I'm repeating it because somebody really needs this. So it's time to lay hold. Lay hold with all your heart on the promises of God. By faith, begin to appropriate. Begin to live it. Live the promise. Rejoice. You're almost there. Paul said rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Now, Paul says something very amazing. He said, the glory that will be revealed in us in Romans 8. Wow, now, now let's 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 think about this. The glory that will be revealed in us. What does he mean by the glory that will be revealed in us? Okay. Now he's writing something really beautiful. And let's go to first. Corinthians 15, oh, thank you, Lord, for your glorious promises. I love it. He says, as we have borne, I'm reading verse 49, as we have borne the image of the earthly, Adam, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. So think about what he means by the glory revealed in you and me. One of these days, you're going to have a perfect body. A perfect body. For it says, you've borne the image of the earthly, now you're going to one day bear the image of the heavenly. One of the most exciting promises. Oh, how I love this portion of the Word of God. And the older you get, the more you know, you know, the more you feel it, the the more you want to be free from this prison called the body. For our conversation or our conduct, our life, our citizenship is the real word here, is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our life that belongs in heaven. Our conversation. This word means citizenship, but in other places it means conduct, the way you live, the way you are. Our citizenship is in heaven, not here. We are strangers on the earth. Listen, I've said this many times, I'm going to say it again. If you want to be strong as a believer, begin to live the next life in this life. Begin to live the next life in this life. Set your affections on things above and forget what's going on down here. This is only for now. It's going to pass. It's a shadow that's passing already. What a day that will be when my Jesus I will see. When I look upon his face, see the wonders of his grace. When he takes me by the hand, leads me through the promised land. What a day. Glorious day that will... I've been singing all day today. I really have. I've got a song for you at the end, but anyways. So here we are. The day's gonna come that we are gonna see the Lord. And then, oh dear Jesus, I give you praise, who shall change our vile body. Think about a new body. That it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. No more pain. No more sufferings. No more disease. No more trials and troubles. No more tears. Glorious body. According to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. And that's going to happen when you and I will see the Lord. And think about Think about what he says in 1 Corinthians 13 where Paul talks about that we will know, we will know as we are known. That's a very profound statement. What an amazing statement to make. Wow. For we see through a glass now. That's all. Darkly in a dark glass. That's all. But then face to face. Now I... I know in part, but then I shall know, even as also I am known. Now, all mysteries will be known. The day is coming. Our minds will be be renewed. We're going to have the mind of Christ one day. And we will know him as he knows us. I think that's the most amazing thing I've said so far. That I will know and you will know Jesus
1: the way he knows you. You
0: know, in the Psalms, David talks about, he said, Lord, you know my thoughts before I think them. You know my words before I speak them. You know me altogether. You know when I sit down, when I get up, before I sit down and get up. One day we will know the Lord like that. We will know him as he knows us.
1: He said, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, Lord.
0: You think about me more than there are stars in heaven and sand on the seashore. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You've you've written my my parts in a book. You love me that much. And one day we're going to know this precious Lord. Know him in in, in a way we can't imagine right now. You know, Paul cried, that I may know him, that I may know him. We all have that amazing desire in all of us, that cry in us.
1: (sighs) Think about the glory of God
0: revealed in you. Because Paul says that in Romans. The straws are not worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in you. In you! Not without you, not outside of you, in you. One day you're going to shine like Jesus shines. In Psalm 138. And you know, I have I preached on this a long time ago. But now I see it in a new light. I guess the older you get, you see things a little differently in life. Because you kind of get closer to your finish line. He says, the Lord will, I'm reading Psalm 138, verse 8. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. So the Lord will perfect, complete, that which concerns you and me. The day will come, yes, you and I will stand perfect in his presence. And we've been predestined because this is what Paul is really talking about in that verse. The the glory revealed in us. We are predestined. We've been predestined to be conformed, conformed to the image of Jesus. And this is what is our, this is our, our, finality our completion that's what I think David means by you'll perfect me when I'm like you Lord I'll be I'll be perfected so Romans chapter 8 verse 29 what a beautiful verse I pray this is really blessing you for whom he did foreknow he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. You know, I'm sharing all this with you because I don't want you thinking and worrying about the problems you're going through right now. I've had troubles by the truckloads. Yeah, I've gone through it. I think you all know what I'm talking about. But one of these days we shall see him as he is and will become like him. 1 John 3, 2. Even though now we live in a dark world, a sinful world, a miserable world, frankly. Soon we're going to dwell forever, forever. With the Lord in his glorious kingdom of light. We shall be like him. And so one more time, our sufferings are not worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed. So there's no comparison. There's no comparison between the sufferings of earth and the glory of heaven. One second in the presence of Jesus will cancel it all. One second of glory in the presence of God will cancel a lifetime of sufferings for you and me. That's why I'm calling this message. One moment. One moment will cancel all suffering. Total bliss is coming. I was thinking about a song today. It will be worth it all When we see Jesus Life's trials will seem so small When we see Christ You remember that old song? One glimpse of His dear face All sorrows will erase So bravely run the race till we see Christ. It will be, I've been singing that today, it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One glimpse of his dear face, all sorrows will erase. So bravely run the race, till we see Christ. And then this coming saints. I know you're going through it. I know it's been tough and painful lately. It's almost over. Almost over. Let's pray, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that these trials are just for now. These light trials—you call them light, Lord—they are. In comparison with the glory that's coming, they're nothing. One of these days in your precious presence, in your wonderful presence, where there's fullness of joy, these trials will be gone and forgotten forever, as though they never happened. Now, Lord, strengthen that one who is listening, who needs to be strengthened today. Let them forget the troubles. Let them see the glory. Let them see the beauty of what's coming their way forever. To you be all the praise. Can you just lift your hands and thank him for his promises? Where would you and I be without the Bible? Would we where would we be without the comfort of the scriptures? I don't even want to think about it. Tomorrow I have a Similar message. I well, one of my favorites. I think Romans eight twenty eight. I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. All things work for good to them that love God. To them who are the called, according to His promise. So please don't miss tomorrow. And would you help me by sharing this message I just shared? A lot of people need it right now. A lot of people need what I just shared. The problems they're going through are not worthy to be compared with the glory that's coming not even worthy. all right it's time to give now to the lord's work yeah you know i'm going to ask you because that's just our 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 obedience to the lord that's what we're, we're we're to do all the time and and keep believing keep trusting and keep saying lord not only my life is yours but everything else is yours too It's an act of faith, it's an act of worship, it's an act of exaltation to the Lord. He's saying, Lord, I trust you, I love you so much, I want to give. The Bible says, no man will come in God's presence empty. Giving is a part of life, a Christian life, you know. For God so loved he gave, you know, we, we love him and that's a part of our nature, is to give to the Lord, to the Lord, what belongs to the Lord. Every day we surrender our life. And every time we have a chance, we give. We, we sow seed in the kingdom of God. Because that's what gives us protection from the problems of tomorrow. We give, then we receive. We give again, we receive again, we give again, we receive again. But the thing is, every time we give, it secures our future financially. You you don't have to worry about financial problems in the future if you're sowing now because they will not be there for you. The problems will not show up if you sow today. It's like, you know, Daniel prayed before the troubles came so when they came, he he could take care of them. Prayer keeps troubles away from us. And sowing seed keeps financial troubles away from us. Because when we sow, there'll be a harvest coming, not troubles. Oh, yeah, troubles come, of course, but they don't even come near us. They don't even come near us because God protects his own. God protects his own. I have not seen the righteous forsaken or received begging for bread. God protects his own. And, you know, when we give because we love him, not because we are greedy, that's when it works, you see. When we give because we love him, not because we want something back from him. I think this whole thing has been messed up in the past. That we give so I can get a big harvest. No, 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 no. We give because we love the Lord. And when we love him, he'll send the harvest without even us looking for it. The harvest will come. Because that's just the law of God. The harvest always comes. Always. Because it's, it's just God's law. It's, it's a God's principle. Whenever you give, you receive. No matter what you give. <clears throat> Whatever you sow, you reap. Whether you sow hate, you get hate. You sow love, you get love. Whatever you sow, you reap in life, period. Life is is an experience of sowing and reaping forever. Everything we sow today will come back one day, in one way or another. So when you sow your money, you give to the Lord your money, God will make sure you're going to be blessed. That's just the way it is. And the more you give, the more you receive. The bigger the seed, the bigger the harvest. So, Lord, bless them as they obey you. And thank you for your word, Lord, today. That these troubles are light afflictions, not to even worth it be compared with what's coming tomorrow. eternally. And now, Lord, bless your people <clears throat> as they give. Prosper them, increase them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. All right, you can give on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website. Which is the easiest way to give? Benhin.org, or you can text BHM four five seven seven seven, and don't miss the message tomorrow. You're gonna love it. I promise you. Much love. Bye bye.